Then Allah Azza wa Jal, speaking of people who do kufr, speaking of people who lie against the ayat of Allah, what are the next words? Ya Bani Israel. <laughs> Immediately, you see the connection? Allah Azza wa Jal gave this warning to Adam alayhi salam. And then Allah mentions the nation, because He said, whenever guidance comes to me, comes to you from me. And to connect this, I, I should make mention of one more thing here. When Allah mentioned guidance coming, He said, فَمَن تَبِعَ Whoever follows my guidance, singular. Whoever follows my guidance. Not وَالَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ hidayah. Whoever, the people who follow my guidance. He mentions guide, following guidance as an individual thing. You know why? Because sometimes following guidance means you have to be alone. Following misguidance, everybody can do it. And they'll do it in a herd. And when you want to follow guidance, you have to stand away from the herd. It's like swimming upstream. You'll be the only one sometimes. You might be the only one in your family who's trying to stick to Allah's deen. Everybody else is going in the opposite direction. Look at the messengers. When they start their missions, alayhim wasalam, all by themselves. And the people who follow them, the, the loners in their families. The, every, the whole family you know, goes against them. So following this deen and following its guidance has to be a very personal, brave initiative. But then the gift of Allah, لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ When you do follow Allah's guidance, He gives you a new company. He gives you company of believers. So the rest of the ayah is plural. In this dunya, you get the company of believers. And in the akhirah also, لَنُدْخِلَنَّهُمْ فِي الصَّالِحِينَ We will enter them into the company of the righteous. May Allah give us that company in dunya and in akhirah. Right? So now, يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ O sons of Israel, Israelites, أُذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةِ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ uh, remind yourselves, make mention of my favor, the one I favored you with. Udkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum. Now this word an'ama is very important because the previous surah in the mushaf is the fatiha, all of you know it. Does the word come up in the, that surah too? It does. Sirat al-ladhina an'amta alayhim. You know, an'amta alayhim. And th this is a very powerful ayah. The path of those who you favored. And now Allah says to Bani Israel, I did favor you. We're asking for the path of those who were favored. There were people before who got that favor but didn't appreciate that favor. We're being taught a very, very serious lesson. A lot of times when people read Bani Israel, you know, the accounts of Bani Israel, especially in Surah Al-Baqarah, they read it and go, oh man, those Jews, there was some crazy bunch. You know, how could they do this, that, and the other? And you're, you're thinking of how, what losers they were and how dare they do this to Musa salam, and how could they respond to Allah in this way and things like that. But actually, you were missing something. When the Sahaba heard these ayat, it wasn't so much that this was a case against Bani Israel. They thought of who first? They thought, they thought of themselves. Look at for example, a conversation that happens between Muawiyah radiallahu anhu and Abu Dhar radiallahu anhumah. Abu Dhar radiallahu anhum, anhu was telling Muawiyah radiallahu anhu about the ayah, الَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ Those who hoard gold and silver. You know, he was warning him about Muslims being obsessed with saving too much wealth. So he quoted that part of the ayah. Muawiyah radiallahu anhu says, نَزَلَتْ فِي أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ يَا أَبَذَرِ This was revealed about the people of the book. This is not about us, this is about the Jews and the Christians. And what does Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu say? He says, نَزَلَتْ فِيهِمْ عِبْرَةً لَنَا It was revealed about them. But it's a warning and a lesson for us. In other words, even when they read about Bani Israel, they're not thinking about Bani Israel, they are thinking about themselves. And this will become abundantly clear in this surah. Abundantly clear. That as we read their accounts, we are being told, look, there's a, there's a veteran nation that had guidance, that was given a book, 
And it was uh, the messenger sent to them is the closest to Muhammad ﷺ in many regards. Musa salam. You know, he was commanded with many things that the Messenger of Allah was commanded with ﷺ. And there's a reason he is the most mentioned messenger in the Qur'an. Because his case study will help us do our life and, and live our life as an ummah better. We, we, we must carefully, carefully analyze all of the mistakes of Bani Israel. Why? So we don't make those mistakes. That's the point of it. So now Allah begins, أُذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةِ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ So when you're listening, Allah telling Bani Israel, remember the favor I favored you with. Now you have to think. They should remember the favor they were favored with. But don't we have to remember the favor Allah favored us with? What is the favor Allah favored us with? He made us the last ummah. He made us the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He made us Ahlul Qur'an, the people of Qur'an. He made us the people qualified for the shafa'ah of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is not a small favor. You make mention of the favor Allah gave you. And you know, by the way, when you remember somebody's gift, you appreciate it more. If you don't remember the gift, you don't appreciate it. This, is, this has to become part of the culture of Muslims. We all know we're Muslims, we all know we're people of Qur'an. But we have to remind each other, can you appreciate that Allah gave us this book? It should be like a new gift every time. We should remember this book as a gift from Allah Azza wa We should remember our messenger as a gift, sallallahu alayhi wa as a gift given to us, a special gift from Allah Azza wa and he says, "Uzkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum wa awfu bi ahdi ufi bi ahdikum." Now that you remember this favor, what should be the natural consequence? You fulfill, fulfill the, my promise, fulfill my promise, and I will fulfill my promise to you. And ufi is majzum, which means it's jawab al-shart. If you fulfill my promise, then as a consequence, I will fulfill my promise to you. My promise to you. What is Allah's promise to them? You know, there are two promises to them. There's a promise in dunya, and there's a promise in the akhirah. The promise in, the, in this dunya is if they established Torah, they would have eaten from above them and from below them. This was the promise given to them. If you can follow this book, I will make your dunya into jannah. I will give you everything. You know, people run after dunya, Allah, t- Allah gave them the formula. If you just follow my guidance, you'll get dunya too. I'll give you that too. You won't even have to run after it. It'll just come to you. And then there was the reward of the akhirah. The same thing has been given to us. The, this promise has been given to us. وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا You know, and in that ayah, Allah mentions, لَيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا يُمَكِّنَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ خَوْفِهِمْ أَمْنًا You know, he says he will establish the believers in the land, and he will make them follow generation after generation, and he will settle them after their situation of fear, he will remove the position of fear from the ummah. Is it not the case that the ummah is in a position of fear today? The vast majority of Muslims live a life of fear. And Allah is giving them the way out of that fear. It's, it's very, it's, it's such an oversimplistic thing. But you know, and if I, you and I give speeches about it, it's something else. If we all just heard Allah's speech, Allah telling us come back. It's a, it's a different thing. This ummah has to be called back to Allah's khubbah, Allah's mawidah, Allah's advice, which is Qur'an itself. You know, across this world, in this month, the ummah is listening to Allah's promise. Allah's words, every night. If we just reflected on one page of what we were reciting, just one page, this favor of Allah, it would be easy for us to fulfill the promise He has made with us, and then He would fulfill the promise He has made to us. وَإِيَّايَ farhabun And be afraid only and only of me. Look at the beautiful sequence. First Allah said, mention my favors. He didn't say fear first. And this is very important for the da'i. Sometimes the da'i, the people who call others to Allah, they're too busy scaring people about Allah. 
They're scaring people about Allah. This, the fear of Allah, even Bani Israel, these are hardened criminals. So the first thing you would logically expect is, you, they should be scared first. But even Allah tells them, no, the softening of the heart will not happen from fear. The softening of the heart will happen when you mention Allah's favors on you, when you become grateful. And then becoming afraid of Allah will become easy. That's the road that leads to the fear of Allah. SubhanAllah. وَإِيَّايَ farhabun. And we're talking about really hard hearts. We're talking about the hearts of Bani Israel. That are, Allah mentions that stones aren't hard enough. أَوْ أَشَدُّ qaswa. Even they can be softened when the dhikr of Allah is mentioned. So he says, أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنَّ الْقُلُوبِ He says, وَآمِنُوا بِمَا أَنزَلْتُ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا مَعَهُمْ I'll probably dedicate this session inshallah to this discussion. Because inshallah, because it is coming up later, I don't want to spend too much time on it then. But this is a common controversy. I spoke about it last year uh, uh, here as well. He says, وَآمِنُوا and believe. He's inviting who to believe? Bani Israel. This discussion is beginning and it's gonna go on for many passages now. It's gonna go on. And we have to remember where it began. When it begins in, this, in these words, the first invitation given to them officially is after being afraid of making mention, being afraid of Allah, وَآمِنُوا and, and come to believe. Come to believe in what? بِمَا أَنزَلْتُ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا مَعَكُمْ Believe in what I have sent down as a confirmation of what you already have. It confirms the truth of what you already have. What is Allah talking about? When He says, believe in what I have sent down that confirms what you have. What they have is Torah. What confirms the truth of the Torah is the Qur'an. And accepting the Qur'an, the Qur'an at the time is not a book. I'm holding a book right now. That's not, the Qur'an at that time is not a printed book. What is it? It's words coming out of who? The Messenger ﷺ. In other words, when Allah says, believe in what I have sent down, it necessitates not just believing in the Qur'an, but what? Believing in the Messenger ﷺ. The first iman they are called to is iman in risala. It's not iman in Allah, it's not iman in the akhirah, it's not good deeds. The first iman, the first faith they are called to is faith in the Messenger. Why am I making such a big deal about this? Because later an ayah is coming. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالنَّصَارَى وَالصَّابِئِينَ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ The ayah is coming in the same discussion. Those who believe, those who were Jewish, those who were Christian, those who were Sabians, whoever believed in Allah and the last day and acted righteously has no fear. Three conditions, believing in Allah the last day and acting righteously. In that ayah, there's no mention of the book. There's no mention of believing in messengers. So people have made futile attempts to reinterpret that ayah to mean you don't have to believe in the messengers to be considered a believer. You could be from the Jews or the Christians or the Sabians or the Muslims and you have no fear. Wait a second. This is الَّذِينَ you know, جَعَلُوا الْقُرْآنَ عِظِينَ They took the Qur'an and tore it to pieces. They take one piece, they don't take the rest. It's part of a long discussion. In any studies, in any media, in any literature, there's a concept of taking something out of context, right? The context is the first iman they were called to is what? Iman in the messengers. So the only imaniyat left are Allah, the akhirah, and good deeds. So the leftovers are mentioned there. But the first thing is mentioned here. It's all part of one continuous discussion. But when you start looking at the Qur'an piecemeal, then you can make whatever conclusions you want. أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْضِ الْكِتَابِ 
Are you believing in some parts of the book and denying other parts of the book? This has been used by some to undermine the legitimacy of the importance and the, and the, the, the central importance of belief in the Messenger wasallam. And by the way, Bani Israel, they, they will tell you they believed in the Akhirah. They will tell you they believe in Allah too. How come Allah calls them kafirun then? How come Allah says, why, why are you the first to have be kafirin bihi? Kufr. Kufr of what? What's left? They don't deny Allah. They don't deny most of the prophets. They don't even deny Jibreel alayhi salam, even though they have problems with him. <laughs> they don't deny him. The only problem left is what? Believing in this messenger. You don't believe in him, the whole nothing counts. You don't in Iman there's no 95%. I believe in 95%, the other five I'm not too happy with. So I'm not gonna believe in that. It doesn't work that way with Iman. Even for a Muslim, where we don't have the option of saying, you know what, the Christians are giving us a really hard time. So I've decided not to believe in Isa alayhi salam anymore. We don't have those options. We believe in all the messengers. Alayhim as-salatu wasalam. There are no short, there, there is nothing short of 100% when it comes to imaniyat. Nothing short of 